we're back with more free photography tips. Episode 13. Would have been good if we did this in October because then uh, we could have done like something around unlucky number 13, spooky October, Halloween, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, we didn't. We did it in November because that's just how I do it. I'm always... How many weeks are we in? I'm always three weeks late. That's fine. Three weeks late's good. So I thought, let's theme it. And for number 13, let's uh, look at black and white photography. Okay, that's a stretch. I admit, that's a stretch. I tried to link it in with October, spooky, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I couldn't do it. But um, speaking of black and white photography, this part actually relates. Have you seen my new cute headshot? My cute new headshot is really good. I'm smiling. Uh, I didn't take it myself. That's always a good thing when a friend takes it for you, a friend that you you know you trust and and they can make a decision for what looks good. Luke Henry took the first one. A friend of mine took this one as well. Maddie took that. It was good. There's like a serious one. There's a laughing one and there's a smiling one. And it's weird to be on the other side of the camera. So. Anyway, cute new headshot. It's black and white. Look how happy I am. Log on. Look how happy I am. I look like I've just been told I'm getting every type of gummy candy. I'm looking at it right now. I look like I'm going to get every type of gummy candy as much as I want for the rest of my life. It's almost like the excitement in my face. If you look at the side of my mouth, kind of looks paralyzed like one side of my mouth looks more open than the other side that's how excited i am half my face has just frozen um so yeah i'm very healthy in that i have not had a stroke i just have been told i'm getting unlimited candy or something again halloween october candy god damn i i should have done this episode in october but you know why i'm happy i am happy because you do know why i'm happy we hit over, and I say we because it's me and you, we hit over 200,000 minutes of watch content on my YouTube videos. 200,000! That's like 19.84 weeks, 138 days, 3,333 hours, et cetera, et cetera. And that's huge. 200,000 minutes. Um, I'm glad people find it useful. I thought maybe I'd get to 200 minutes when I first started uploading videos, but that's huge. 200,000 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. But let's get into the episode. What are we like three minutes deep? And I've told you about gummy, told you about how I'm so sorry that we haven't done this in October with some kind of connection. Ah, Let's get on with it. So what's the difference between a black and white photo and a monochrome photo. You know, is there a difference? Well, black and white photography is like taking a monochrome photo, but monochrome itself doesn't have to be black and white at the same time. It doesn't have to be black and white for it to be considered monochrome. And I'm not going to bother telling you, you know, what mono means. It means something that is single. So you can imagine how monochrome images doesn't have to be just black and white if we're talking single stuff. It can be green and white. It can be brown and super light tan, for example, because it's still in the brown range. But it has to be shades of just one color. 
black and white photos are monochrome because it goes from the blackest shade all the way to the lightest, purest white. So pure. But the benefits of black and white, right? Like some people think black and white is a, like black and white photography is like a style. Yes, it is. But you'll notice that sometimes I do color and sometimes I do black and white. And some people go, man, your color stuff is really good or your black and white stuff is really good. Why don't you just do that? And there's a reason. And I'll let you in on this. When I edit my music photography stuff, sometimes the nasty red lights are just like so harsh that I, there's no amount of color editing that I can do to improve it. So if you see some of my black and white photos and you'll go on my Instagram and you'll see there's probably a lot. You know, if you wonder why I chose that editing style, it's probably because the coloring was just totally cooked. Like the, I couldn't do anything with it. I gave up and I said, uh, this one's a black and white one. Call me lazy, call me creative, but it, it worked. But yeah, if you see black and white stuff, I give you like a, an 80% chance I did it because I couldn't edit it <laughs> color wise. Um, sorry for admitting that, but I think every photographer does that, um, you know, and you give yourself a, a nice noble 20% there just in case you purposely do it in black and white, which sometimes I do, but other times I just can't do it. Black and white editing though, it can just help simplify the image sometimes. Like creating a striking image is about drawing the viewer's eye onto something or you know, evoking some kind of emotion in the person looking at the image. So when you take a photo and there's heaps of colors, like you got green grass, you got blue sky, you've got some kind of construction happening over there that's yellow. It can make it really hard to deliver, you know, that purpose of the photo really easily. And the viewer might get distracted by elements in the photo, but making an image black and white can, you know, take a lot of those sort of competing things away and just help simplify the image. And, you know, that means it increases your chances of evoking the right emotion, which is why you created it in the first place. So I want to share three ways that you can help make black and white images like pop. Because everyone says color images are, it's all about making the color image pop. Yeah, it is. But how many times have you seen a washed out black and white image? Maybe it's the one that you took. Maybe it's the one that you've seen someone else take and just doesn't have that depth. And there's three things that I do to help make my black and white images seem a little bit like punchier. And the first thing I do is emphasize the lines. Like if you don't have any color in the image, you need to rely on your lines to make it striking. And the texture of the subject is what's gonna be the most interesting part in black and white photos. So you're gonna need to emphasize the details and bring out you know, all those super crisp, sharp edges and lines. And the easiest way to do that is to use a clarity slider don't go crazy with it, but use your clarity slider just to make the edges just a little bit more dynamic. You know, sharpen the image afterwards. Yeah, that's a no brainer, but using the clarity slider can help improve the contrast along the lines, not just, you know, the overall image. 
And that's really good if also if you've got like a, a high ISO, if you're like on, you know, 3200, which sometimes with music photography you are, you know, moving that clarity slider just helps cut through some of that softness that the noise of that being at 3200 helps. Um, being that 3200 like creates that softness there. The second thing is to make use of your negative space. Negative space is a positive thing. I had to say it. I really like thinking about that. Negative space is a positive thing. And it's the little things like that when I make this podcast, I'm like, yeah, Matt, you did it. You did it. That's the clever, that's a clever line. So, you know, thank me later. Negative space is a positive thing. Anyway, negative space is the area around a subject that has nothing in it and is purposely left blank to create an impact on the photo subject. You're sort of like, you know, making sure there's no pollution around what you actually want people to look at. If there's something in there that clutters your image or it pollutes where you want the negative space to be, just take it out. Like, you know, you, the easiest way to do that is to just use your cloning brush or your spot healing brush, whether you're using Lightroom or, or Photoshop. Photoshop does a heaps better job at it, but Lightroom does a fairly good job as well and it's non-destructive. So since your surrounding area should be your otherwise perfect negative space, you're going to find it really easy to sample an area that has nothing in it that you want to replace the unwanted object with. So we're not going to go into how to clone and stuff like that, but definitely clone out anything that's sort of like, you know, getting in the way of that perfect negative space. And that might be, you know, most often for me, it's like a road sign or it might be a cloud when it's an otherwise perfect sky. One of the great things about black and white stuff is if you've got a sky, making it black and white and doing the right sort of tonal correction on it will make the sky potentially like white, which really makes those, you know, the subject really like pop out. Which brings us to the third topic, the third tip that I do. You know, we said it before, one of the most common issues is that there's lack of tonal contrast. It's just sort of like washed out. There's no uh, crispness. There's no depth to the image. It's a black and white image and and looks nice, but it it lacks that punch. And if you want the punch, you know, a black and white image with no contrast, it kind of looks like faded and it just doesn't, you know, if, if you're looking for punch, it won't have it. So it's not like you want it to be 3D or anything like that, but you need to have some depth to the image to make it more striking. And since you don't have color to lean on to make your image eye-catching, you need to use an appropriate amount of, of contrast. I'm sure you know where the contrast slider is. This is like uh, photography editing 101. Um, but if you don't know where it is, it's uh, in your develop pane in Lightroom or in your adjustments layer in, um, in Photoshop, or just hit me up and I'll, I'll send you a screenshot. But, you know, don't forget to increase it a little bit when you're editing your black and white photos. Like don't overcook it but use it. Even though, like I say, don't overcrank it. I've seen some awesome high contrast street photography stuff where the contrast is, you know, given it a unique style. There's a lot of awesome Japanese street photographers out there. Like 
Iko Narahara and Daido Moriyama. And both of them are two amazing Japanese photographers who have, you know, a, a style of high contrast black and white photography. And most of their fine art is film, is like film photography, but regardless of, you know, whether you make it with a film camera or a digital camera, the, the concept of contrast being crucial remains the same. So they're the three tips. It's, um, it's, they're, they're like basic ones, right? But I just keep seeing people asking, how can I improve this black and white image? And so they're generally, you know, the three things, emphasize the lines, use your clarity, think about the direction of those lines as well. You know, think about how, you know, which direction they point in, whether they're parallel to each other, all those kind of things. You can't always, you know, alter that, but just think about where you're standing. Think about the composition as well from the emphasis on the lines. Cause when you boost your clarity later, that's going to be the most striking bit about it. Whether it's edges on the flower, whether it's, you know, a street, whether it's even someone's face, even if you're doing a portrait, um, that can really that can really make your image stand out. So the first one's emphasize the lines. The second one, make use of your negative space. You know, more isn't always better. Uh, so try to take out what you can and give your subject a lot of room to like breathe if that's if you want to sort of make a high impact on the subject that's in focus. And third is blast the contrast. Oh, man, I had negative space as a positive is a positive thing and I had blast the contrast. See, these are the kind of things that lend themselves to photographers creating shirts and merch, which I do not do. Blast the contrast, negative space is a positive thing. I'm not gonna make them, but here's where I would shop them to you, shill them to you and say, yeah, man, buy my Gildan shirts. Uh, maybe I'll put them at a merch desk Next time I go on a tour or something like that. Speaking of, I'll be on Good Things Festival. That lineup is sick. And um, Wax is on that. And um, I'm also excited about Baby Metal. Loving Japan so much. Baby Metal is very exciting. I'm very excited about that. And Scarlord. I was saying today, Scarlord is a hardcore rapper. I love Scarlord, right? And when... Triple X on when he was like, you know, kicking around and sort of made it big and all that sort of domestic, you know, violent stuff happened. I was like, man, I have an appetite for hardcore rap, but there's, there's no one good out there. So I jumped on Reddit and someone recommended Scarlord just deep in the comments. And I'm like, this is, this is really good. He's like a UK, UK dude. And I never thought I would see him live because it's so niche. And then on Good Things Festival, out of nowhere, man, I ain't complaining because, yeah, his stuff is so good. Um, so check that out. Um, what song should I recommend for you to listen to? Death Punch. Listen to Death Punch by Scarlord and also listen to bands as well um they're both really really good i'll put the links in the um the stuff so if you want a hardcore rap fix and you're you know getting yourself hyped up for offspring you can um listen to scarlord 
So it's how you pronounce it, how you like spell it though, is um, S-C-X-L-X-R-D. So it's like, you know, stylized like that. Is it? Is that how you spell it? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I messed it up. I typed that in live. This is a bit of live activity for you. S-C-A-R-L-X-R-D. And so looking at the tracks here, remembering what I am digging, um, I like Heart Attack, I like Death Punch, and Bands. If you like those ones, um, you'll like it. But yeah, I'm very, very excited. So yeah, Good Things Festival uh, and Stone Sour on that as well, which is hype. Um, and then we got Junies, Junies, DZ, and Wax at um, on, I think, like the 29th. And then I think there's some stuff in January. Is it like Lane? I don't know. That's so far, so far away. Remember, I run two weeks late on everything. So maybe in February, I'll know where I should have been in January. Anyway, let's wrap this up. They're my three uh, tips for black and white photography that pops. Uh, remember, negative space is a positive thing and blast the contrast. See you next step.